You know what I love? I love it when someone takes an old concept and turns it into something new and makes it fresh again. I'm so pumped for this episode for you guys to listen in. I loved, loved, love hearing more about the story behind this product and, and really just breaking it down for you guys as the audience and, and listening to and educating you guys about what is out there and what the options are. I'm going to hold back and explain to you guys. So today's episode uh, features a friend of ours, Hayden James. And actually, believe it or not, about three years ago, when Hayden was just starting this this company it's called Fraction, we actually had his co-founder and partner on our old version of the podcast. And it's so cool to see how far these gents have gone. Now, they launched a company called Fraction just this year in February of 2021. And it's amazing to see just in a few, basically a month, I was going to say weeks, how far they've already come. And we actually already personally have files with them. So it's such a cool concept. I really hope you guys get a chance to dig in and listen deep at you know some of the things that we're seeing. Now, we don't know if this is going to be a wave of new products in the future or if this is going to open doors for different types of lenders like this down the road, but I have a feeling they're onto something very, very big. So if you're enjoying the show, guys, as always, make sure to leave us that five-star review on iTunes. That is our juice. But more importantly, send us a DM on Thrive Mortgage Co. Instagram page at the YBR Remo Show Instagram page. Listen, we're three business partners, own a mortgage company called Thrive Mortgage Co. And we do this purely out of passion to educate you guys. So definitely let us know if you're loving the show so we know to keep rolling on and let us know what you're liking and what you're not liking so we can make sure to do better for you guys. So if you are ready for it, listening on this episode here with Hayden James, with my partner today on the episode, Dean Lawton, I think you're really going to enjoy it and we'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. I'm very excited to have you come on the show today, Mr. Hayden. Thank you so much for taking time out of your, what I'm sure is an extremely, extremely, extremely busy schedule these days. Welcome on, buddy. No, really appreciate it. Thank you, Alex and, and Dean. Really appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you guys today. Yeah, it's such a cool concept. I, I spent some time, well, obviously we've known about this concept for a few years, uh, but now having it come to light, it's, it's got to be like giving up your mortgage baby here. You must be super pumped on what this opportunity has presented. And now that you guys launched, how first of all, how long ago did you guys launch, Hayden? Uh, so we launched officially in at the beginning of February. So about three-ish weeks ago uh and then we've been working on this since summer 2018 so quite a while it, it has been a long road i remember we had your partner josh on our our old podcast back in the day uh just talking about the launch and getting excited for that so yeah it's cool to see you guys actually get it off the ground and I'm super pumped to just chat with you and see where you guys are at. Hey, so let's talk about what we're talking about here. So we're talking about your baby. We're talking about three years in the works. That could be really weird if people don't have context. <laughs> ha, 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 bad. We're going to have some fake laughs in the background there. Hayden, you are, uh, first of all, why don't we talk a little bit about your role? What is your official role within uh, Fraction, your company? Yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CEO at Fraction. Uh, so we're in both Canada and going to be in the U.S. pretty, pretty quickly. Um, we obviously developed a new mortgage product that enables homeowners to access their home equity uh, with a new way of, of doing that without monthly payments, age restrictions, 
and really the goal was to enable uh, residential liquidity uh, and allow institutions to partner alongside homeowners in residential real estate. So uh, co-founder of the company here that you mentioned that you uh, kicked off in 2018. And if, if you were listening to the podcast and you did not hear what uh, Hayden said, what's really unique, there's actually a few things. So we're gonna talk about this during the entire episode today. But one of the key things that's unique about this is it's based on equity and there are no required payments. So it's a really unique new model, which explains why it took a few years to get this off the ground because uh, wow, blowing people's minds left, right, and center. Like when you came up with this concept and this idea and you started presenting it to people, what were the kinds of initial reactions that you had? I mean, everyone thinks you're crazy, right? To start. I think that's like every every good idea, hopefully. Uh, the, the no payments part, when you start working with the, the lenders or the people who, you know, obviously invest in, in debt products, that becomes a big issue. So you have to figure out a way to get around that or the way to make that work. Uh, on the legal side, there becomes a lot of uh, work you need to do because you just don't know exactly uh, at that time how it's going to work or how it's going to fit within the, the constraints of the current products and the legal system and the precedent that's been set. And so we went through about a six-month legal process just to get our first set of, of loan documents put together and all the research that had to go into that and did our first loan and then really started working uh, to put together a debt facility, which we just announced, which was $289 million, uh, to fund these loans. Incredible. 289 billion. Not bad at all, my friend. Not bad at all. So let's back to the start here. Where did this idea come from? Yeah, absolutely. So my co-founder, Josh, who's actually was on the, the your guys' old podcast team with yourself. Uh, we were working over a real estate brokerage in Vancouver. And what we got to see was a lot of the reasons why people were selling their homes. And then on the other side, kind of that classic Vancouver story of people buying residential real estate, but then not living in it and not renting it out. And so what we really saw was that there was a massive liquidity problem that we needed to solve. So the initial kind of question we did at or had was could people sell shares in their home? Uh, and we came to the conclusion pretty quickly, it's a horrible idea. So homeowners don't want to give up control. Investors are like, who owns this home and what are they going to do with it? What's the downside risk? I don't get to use it. Uh, there's all these kind of issues. And so uh, and then on the other side, equity investors just wanted returns that were way too like too high for what our homeowners were going to be willing to pay. So they wanted 10% plus a year. And so what we saw was debt was a lot cheaper. And so what we ended up coming up with was a product in which the rate of the loan is based on the appreciation of the home. And so it acts a lot like equity. It has downsides in terms of we have a minimum rate that we charge if the home doesn't appreciate. Uh, and if the home does really, really well, we have a maximum amount that we charge. Uh, and the effective rate is essentially the average appreciation over the term with no monthly payments. Just a couple different types of calculations that we're working with here, which is pretty interesting. And, and bringing that new dy dynamic, I love where you started off. Every every new idea, everybody thinks you're crazy. Uh, absolutely true. If, it, if it's a, if it's something that scares people or shakes them up, everybody thinks you're absolutely nuts until you prove it and you test it. I mean, I've, I've always heard that the, the reality is your first idea can often be the worst idea and you, you fall or you stumble upon the good ideas from there. So maybe uh, could you give us some feedback on what that process was like? What was your initial concept and, and how far are you from then to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say we're, so we're, we're pretty radically different. Uh, at the time when we first started, this blockchain was a really big thing. So we were coming from a technology background. So I come from working at realer.com in the technology space, um, building technology products. Um, and then obviously selling shares in your home is a lot different than a mortgage product or a loan product. And so um, fundamentally different starting point. 
and what it really came down to was just getting a lot of feedback on what is possible and what isn't, what the market's willing to take, what homeowners are willing to do. And that just sounds like a lot of no's over a long period of time, which eventually just refines what you're doing uh, and eventually get to something that works, which is where we're at today. How do you see this unfolding in other markets? You mentioned you are national at this point. You're thinking about going to the U.S. Do you have certain markets that you're targeting that you think would be better than others? And then and, and how, how are you... How are you evaluating that? Yeah, absolutely. So because our product, the, the rate of the loan essentially is based on the appreciation of the home, we have to be able to accurately judge that, right? Which means we have to be able to come up with an initial value that's fairly accurate uh, and come up with the final value that's accurate as well. And so what that means is that we have to have comparables um, that have transactions so that we can actually gauge that value. And so what that means is that rural properties are really hard for us because there's just not a lot of comparables and they're unique. Uh, it also means that things like mobile homes or leasehold land, we just can't do. And so we, we really tend to focus on major urban areas. So you can think, you know, Vancouver, Lower Mainland, Kamloops, Kelowna, Victoria, um, and out into some of these, these cities. But typically anything under you know, 10,000 people becomes pretty difficult just to get enough comparables and transaction data. Uh, and then in the U.S., we do much the same thing. So just to be really blunt with you, I mean, just having a, a look through the initial concept, the initial idea, obviously the naysayers are probably going to be people who don't believe in, uh, in co a constant increase in property value. I mean, I think about markets like obviously Calgary, uh, Fort St. John, some of the uh, maybe the middle parts of Canada. What's your approach in those markets and, and how does it work for those people? I mean, we'll get actually into the mechanics of the loan in a quick second here, but are those areas that you'll still consider the same type of concept, concept being looking at the future value of the home or are those places that you just won't go? Uh, so it's areas we're not in today, uh, not depending. So, you know, we've done stuff on the Sunshine Coast and places that have, you know, 1500 people. Uh, it's really all dependent on the home. Uh, but the key piece of our product is that there's a minimum rate that we charge, right? So we don't have to always worry about if there's only going to be appreciation from a lending perspective, we can work with a lot of different people. And that's how we're a lot, we're very different than the equity kind of co-investment products that have worked that really have to fact look into those major markets that have a lot of demand and are going to for a long time. Uh, but today that's obviously where we're focused as an early stage lender. Uh, and we'll be moving into those other areas as we grow. Cool. Hey, so let's break this down. Let's get into details here and make this more make this make more sense for our audience. So, when you're listening along to this, be, definitely pay very close attention. If you're working out or if you're driving, you're going to want to hear this because this is a really unique take on lending as a whole. So, uh, Aiden, let's start with the beginning here. Break down. Let's go step by step the the concept first and foremost. Equity. We know what equity is. Not everyone listening to this is. So talk to us about equity and then let's break down the steps to assessing, again, the value someone can borrow and how this specifically differs from a traditional loan or line of credit. I'll leave it on you, my friend. Absolutely. So equity is the amount of actual net worth that you own in your home. So if you imagine if you have a million dollar home and you have an $800,000 mortgage on that home, you own 20% of the equity. Right. So if you were to sell that home today and you had to pay back that loan that you uh, or that mortgage that you currently have, how much would you be left over with? Uh, and so in that case, if you have an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage on a million dollar home, you're essentially sitting at 80 percent loan to value or the mortgage is worth 80 percent of the, the value of the home. Now, what we'll do is we'll go to 40 percent loan to value, which means we'll do the first four hundred thousand 
on a million dollar home or 40K on a $100,000 home, for example. Um, now that doesn't mean that we, if, some, if there's an existing mortgage, let's say for 400,000, we won't do another 400,000. We will only go in first position up to the first 400,000 on a home. Understood. So let's get to the second stage of that. Let's talk a little bit about why is that different from, okay, so income is maybe not an issue. You're not too worried about that because you're basing it on uh, equity. I, I haven't heard you say credit is an issue. So maybe that's not that big of a consideration. Um, that's unique. And, but there are private lenders and so forth that will do this sort of situation and they will lend a certain value in the home. So talk to us about what makes you guys different than a private lender who defers payments for a year or two years or three years, that sort of situation. What's unique about it from that perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, we have five-year terms with no penalties. So that, that gives you a long duration with all the flexibility that you want, uh, to be very clear. Uh, and then the other part is that our minimum rate is around 3.5% that we start with. So that's our interest rate, not our APR. And so that's about 200 basis points less than the best private lenders out there. Um, they might be charging a little bit less on preferred deals, but on average, we're, we're about 200 basis points better than almost any private. Um, and so that's that's typically the reason why people are going us over the private is they have the length of term and the cost. Well, one question, I mean, typically we're going to a private lender for a challenged situation. And then of course we're looking, you know, private lenders are very much looking at net worth and equity. But in, in your case, there is no payments. So is credit and income a consideration or, and how do you look at that? So today we have a minimum beacon score beacon score of 640. Uh, and so we're going to want to obviously kind of drop that over time. But we're also willing to look at credit scores um, that are potentially slightly lower than that. But we're really going to be looking into why the credit score is less. So for instance, if you have really high credit utilization, which means that let's say you have um, $100,000 in available credit to you through credit cards in the line of credit, and you're using 95 or $90,000 of that, that's going to impact your credit score pretty severely, uh, which is what a lot of people don't know. But then if you're going to use the proceeds of our loan that we're giving you out of the equity of your home to pay down that debt, we know that your credit score is going to rebound fairly quickly um, because you're improving your credit utilization. And so those are kind of the scenarios we'll look at. But things like bankruptcies um, or just like gross misuse of credit um, is things that are obviously harder to work with. And then from a repayment perspective, income is probably not really relevant, I would assume, then just because it's pure equity and there's no there's no payments. Yeah, we work with a lot of people who are retired who have zero income. Uh, we will ask for income documents. Uh, so that's for our records more than anything. So that doesn't actually factor into uh, the decision-making process and whether we'll actually do the loan. But for instance, if you're having a private go behind you, so in a second mortgage position, let's say up to 65%, um, we want to make sure there's that you're not putting yourself in a bad position and we're not enabling that. And so on those types of scenarios, we'll look at it and say, is this person actually ability to repay this or in, you know, three or four years, are they going to be potentially in a negative equity situation because they've leveraged themselves too much? Yeah. Really interesting stuff here. But I mean, in the initial conversation that we had, you had mentioned that there were some use cases that, uh, a lot of use cases that maybe were not initially presented what, to someone who's do, using like a, a reverse mortgage or a private loan, like there's different groups of people here. And one of those use cases that you had suggested was people actually getting into some form of investment. Um, 
you, you brought up a situation where someone was looking to add a second property to their portfolio or or assist uh, maybe a family member to, to buy or, or invest otherwise. So like, what are the different types of creative uses that you're seeing people um, use? Like, give us a couple of scenarios or examples, could you? Yeah, absolutely. So to be clear, I'm not a financial advisor. So if you're looking to do this, go speak to a financial advisor. Uh, but some of the scenarios that we're seeing at Fraction are people are taking 40% of their existing equity in their home uh, that they've taken out, going and buying an investment property. We can actually give them 40% on that as well. So you can take a million dollar home if you have all the equity built up and essentially go purchase a $650,000 condo with no monthly payment. Uh, and earn all the income off of that. So it enables you to, to create an income stream as well as share or, you know, keep the appreciation on the home. Um, the other one is that you have people who are 70, 80, 90% of their net worth who are taking a portion of their home equity and putting it into other investments uh, that are more diversified and give them a dividend. And so you can think of um, dividend paying stocks, ETFs, retirement funds, all these different types of things. In the US, we're looking at long-term healthcare, uh, there's just a lot of different use cases for that and, and we can help them do that. Or for instance, the other one would for us would be uh, renovations of the home. So they take out 40%, go build a laneway house, for example. And what we'll do is actually make an adjustment to the appreciation or the average appreciation we make based on the improvements. So you are completely um, taking advantage of all those improvements and we don't participate in that to be very clear. How cool is that? Super interesting concept. Okay, are you guys the only ones who have done this? Has anybody else done this? Yeah, I mean, in Canada, we're the only ones doing this. Uh, obviously, we're competing against the existing reverse mortgage players. Uh, we obviously don't have as many restrictions as them. Our product's very different in terms of how the rate is calculated uh, and what you can do with it and the types of properties you can use it on. But that's typically who we're competing with. Uh, the other side of this is home co-investments. So those are like the Unisons, the points of the world. Unison obviously did a deal with RBC a couple of years ago, trying to get into the Canadian market. You might've heard about the Canadian first time home buyer program that was available. So helping uh, Canadians uh, buy homes and, and help the down payment. Uh, and so what those typically do is take out something called leveraged depreciation. So what that means is if they put in 10% of the home value, they're taking 30 or 40% of the appreciation, which we just didn't think was fair. It was something that we looked at early in terms of a product structure, but uh, it just didn't seem fair to the homeowner. It can leave them in a really bad position long term. And so we just decided that, you know, our product and the way we structured is better uh, for the homeowner in a, on a long term basis. That, that's interesting. You mentioned competition being reverse mortgages. And when I first started to learn about your product, that's initially where I went to. And it is a very different product, in my opinion. Do you maybe just explain, like, what is what would be your key difference uh, from your product to a reverse mortgage? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people don't know, like privates will include their payments in, in a one-year contract as well, right? So there's typically no actual monthly payments. Uh, and that's how we're similar to a reverse mortgage as well, is that we don't have monthly payments, uh, but everything else stops there. And so basically a reverse mortgage, you have to be 55 and older. The loan to value is based on your age. So the older you are, the more you can access. Um, they typically work with primary residences. All these they just have these things to protect homeowners but also to you know obviously um, restrict who can borrow through them uh, and then on the private side obviously it comes down to rate um, and the ability to um, access the absurd amount of cash that we're giving you at the rate we're giving it to that
Super. So, so like I just reading through some of the common use cases that you shared with us here, you talked about consolidating debt. I mean, that's probably a pretty straightforward one. Uh, there are a lot of, so, I, and again, it's not even age dependent. There's a lot of people that we've met already that are just blown away. Like they bought their home for $400,000 in Langley in 2014, and now it's worth $1.2 million today. Right. So, uh, and maybe yeah. they've aged out, lost a job, uh, uh, and the only option they're seeing right now is companies like, I shall not name them, but there's a lot of companies that uh, advertise on the radio and, and online that are focused on debt consolidation. These are what we call private lenders, obviously, but they're high interest costs, even though they don't you know, say that, hey, you're approved, you're approved, you're approved. And so the big difference between you guys and them to sounds like to me is like you could get in there, uh, not make a payment, so get your life back on track, and there's no penalty to get out of it when, when life is is trading you better again is that fair to suggest yeah absolutely uh it, we're very much more in a similar space as like a home equity line of credit in terms of rates right and so we play much more in that type of space but without monthly payments and the same qualifications that the banks have uh, with that piece uh, alone, right away, you've got a, a great uh, area of the marketplace that's uh, looking at opportunities. Uh, uh, Dean had a point on that, so I'm going to pass it back to him, but I've got a follow-up point for you. Just use case, like when I think of this, uh, I, the, the immediate thought that comes to my mind is just what we're seeing in our business. And we do see a ton of bank and mom and dad type deals where you know we're getting a down payment to buy the first home or we're getting a down payment to upsize the home and potentially retain their existing home and start to build that rental portfolio. But, you know, it comes down to just having enough cash available and, and, or, you know, getting a co-signer and having the cash. And so what comes to mind is, okay, we can get Bank of Mom and Dad to help out with this free and clear home or this really low loan to value home that they lived in for, you know, years and years and years. Um, that's immediate need. Also, if that same parent is co-signing for the property, we're, we're now not going to be impacted by a new payment for this down payment. So let's, so I'll just walk that back for a couple of steps. So we, you know, we're borrowing hundred K from mom and dad and, and now they don't have to debt service for the payment on that hundred K. And then they also get to help with the down payment. <laughs> so I, I see a lot of benefit there. That's the, that just from what we see in, in our group and our client base, uh, I, I could see that being a really positive use case and, and something that we're, we're going to look to uncover. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, it's a very common use case for us, right? Where we have a homeowner, or we have a someone whose parents are helping them, they're borrowing a certain amount uh, that they need to help with that down payment. And then if they invest it in the right way and structure the right way, you can write off the interest as well. And so it's a, it's really tax efficient for the homeowner and for the, the person buying the home. I, I can promise you that uh, after someone's listening to this episode, we're probably going to have a very split audience where some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst idea ever. Can't believe you're going to give up a share of your home for X. And then we're going to have people that are like, oh my, there's so many good ideas. What do I do here? Uh, I think it's important to note to people that like you just said, like if you're listening to this and you think it's a bad idea, it's not for everyone. First of all, number two, uh, you can pay out this quote unquote equity debt and in that case, it's no different than a typical mortgage with the exception of the fact that you're essentially just not making payments. Is that fair to suggest? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we put in protections for the homeowners as well. So if we see, if you're seeing appreciation at, you know, a 10%, 15% a year, we're not looking to charge homeowners that. So we have a maximum cap that we charge. And again, we're taking the risk, right? Uh, and I mean, the homeowner obviously is as well, but we're charging the lowest rate when the homeowner isn't appreciate when the home isn't appreciating. And we do charge a little bit more when the home does appreciate, but it's all based on your net worth gain. And that's really what we're focused on is having what we call socially conscious finance and this alignment of outcomes with homeowners.
Yeah, I think uh, a couple of interesting ideas that come to play, just speaking on the whole idea of concepts and ideas here would be like to your to your post that you shared with us would be a family that maybe is in a position where they have a lot of room in their, in their on their lot or a good piece of land. And they're trying to think of a how to house their additional family members there, maybe build a laneway house or a second home or something of that nature, or as a second solution, build some cash flow from this thing, you essentially take out a, a mortgage that doesn't need any payments, build an Airbnb or build a second unit or short-term rental, whatever it is, and start bringing some cash in the door. And that's a pretty cool idea or cool concept because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The equity is not doing anything if it's dormant, right? Um, what, like, I mean, I gotta ask you, man, It's it's been a while now since you've had it open, you've been lending. What's the most, like, what is the most interesting thing that you've seen or, or the thing that kind of like really sparked your interest in mind in the last few months as far as use case scenarios? Was it the one about buying the condo or something else? I think, you know, what's interesting is, yeah, I think like the people in generating their net worth and, and taking some out to like build an Airbnb or a laneway house is really cool because you're seeing them like actually put that cash to use in a really positive way. Um, so that's great. Um, we've seen people that would have like otherwise most likely had to sell their home because of, of the pandemic. Uh, they just don't have cash flow and we've been able to help them. And so the, just to see like what that does for people is just so like it's it's really an amazing thing. Um, you know, people have lived in their house for 25 years and would have had to move. Um, and so to us, that means a lot. Um, and then, yeah, on the, on the investment side, you know, you get to see people who otherwise wouldn't have the, the, the ability to make that type of money, um, but they're able to buy a second home and earn the income and, and build their you know generational wealth and be able to have something to pass down to their kids. And so that's that's been really cool as well. And what like at this point right now, like what's been the number one detractor for you guys? Like what is the what is the biggest thing that people say like there's no reason I would do it because of this or it doesn't make sense because of this? Obviously our product is not a very vanilla product. It's not a standard off the shelf market product. And so there's an educational component. And so for some homeowners, that's just a bit too much. They just want to go with something they truly fully um, have known and understand for a long time. And, and that's just how it is. And, and so those are just the things about being an early stage company and with a new product. You're going to have a lot of success if you guys continue to blaze and you continue to look for these different types of opportunities. And we'll continue to obviously look for different ways to hopefully use this product in, in reality as we as we move forward and, and so forth. So when we have you, on, have you on again in future episodes, you can let us know about all the success you've had from there. Hey, uh, Hayden, what is the best way if someone to find out more about your product besides the obvious of coming to us first? That was going to be my answer. Yeah, I was going to say, just call, just call Alex or Dean. <laughs> yeah, give uh, give us here a call at Thrive and we'll, we'll help you out. But if there's just like, some research they wanted to do in the meantime, where should they find you? Yeah, so fraction.is is the, is the easiest way to find us. You can find some information there. Then we have a get an estimate calculator, which allows you to kind of run your own scenario of what you're looking to do with the cash and see what you could do. Uh, and then you can go from there and then you can submit your information and we can connect you with, with Alex or Dean or even better, you can just give them a call yourself. Just like that. My man, thank you for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. You are full of information and uh, we can't wait to have you come on again in the future and we look forward to feedback. Hey guys, if you're interested in the Fraction product and you want to know more about it, again, make sure to reach out to us and let's see if it makes sense for you. Whether it does or doesn't, at least we can have the conversation. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show.